All right, it's the Play Cousins podcast. podcast. That's right, another week we here, baby. Yes. <laughs> Doing it strong. It's nice outside. It's beautiful. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. Yes. My name is Jamil. Right to the right of me mm-hmm. is Miss Lindsay India. How you doing? I'm doing great. The baby hair's you? out. You got a skirt Are on, they? the legs oh. out. I didn't even try. I just put milk, the you curling milk in my hair. You, you know? got curling? Yeah. <laughs> I, I use my Shea moisturizer conditioner, but we should probably bleep that name out at oh, this point. Oh, boy. Like, they're kind of canceled. That's kind of that's interesting damn, that you mentioned that. they're doing great things for my Indian hair. <laughs> it's very interesting <laughs> that you mentioned that. We'll, yes. we'll maybe get to that, but <laughs> first of all, how how's your week been? It's been very, very great. Okay. excellent week. How are you? I'm good, man. I can't complain. Um, You're looking a little tired today. That's a little bit of the Hennessy that I had (laughs) prior before I got here. Not a reason why I was late. (laughs) It was only at work, and it was around five something. Uh Uh-huh. Damn, and I'm late and I'm right? sober. Yeah, well. By the way, the Failing other podcast that I was at, they took you guys' liquor. They did? Mm-hmm. But okay. it's okay. I got something for you guys later. So oh, you got... Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> you hear the voice of somebody we ain't introduced yet, but we will introduce her. Don't worry, guys. But yes, it's so nice outside that I had to get a little oh innocent. My goodness. All the hookah is out in my neighborhood. Shout oh, out to the Heights. Oh, yeah, because you live in, so in much the Dominican Republic. Every block, there is hookah. Yeah. You're in the park, there's hookah. I saw somebody smoking a vape while walking their dog. I'm like, yes, it's that season. Absolutely. Amory, why don't we fall in love season? There you It's spring, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> with spring. That, there we go. That's perfect. <laughs> with spring comes change, but won't, won't. What won't change is the fact that we're here on Play Cousins. You can always follow us, hashtag Play Cousins, to join the conversations at Play Cousins Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at It's Jameer, I-T-S-J-A-M-E-E-R, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're over 40 and feeling frisky, ladies, okay, (laughs) hit me up on Facebook, Jameer Pond, P-O-N-D, like the body of water. Where can they follow you? Lindsay India, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, India like the country, on Instagram, Twitter, and I guess Snapchat. I barely use that shit, though, anymore. LindsayIndia.com, got an interview coming soon, and put my anxiety in rice on YouTube. So check that (laughs) out. Oh my God, that was good. I'm Thank proud you. Of you. Hey. Yeah, that was good. Let's show up and show out. <laughs> All right, so we do our 20 second rant. It's customary. You have yeah. something to rant about? Yes, I do. All right, let's go. Here we it's go. Continue Twitter rant. Here we go. Yes. All right, three, two, one, go. So if you're a reader of a outlet, especially in hip hop, and you have a problem with the headline of an article not pleasing your need for an artist, but it's not false, do not attack the writer and put attack me Twitter on the fucking writer. We do get threats, we do get stalked, and shit gets real personal. So please leave us the fuck alone and let us report, which is our job. Don't nobody want to hear that shit. Oh, you made it. Yeah. Okay, all yeah. right, all right, here we go. Okay, so clearly this is personal. Yes, I've been getting a lot of, I mean, because I've been joined, I joined the Double uh, XL family, which hey, I love. Hey, congrats. Well, yes, it's great, but um, I've, you know, they do have a, a strong fan following on uh, social media, so if you make, you know, a slip up, it appears, and I've already made, like, a, you know, a slip up, and I owned that, like, that was my bad, but now I'm just doing, I had to do a story about Lil Pump dissing J. Cole, <laughs> and of course, everybody's not happy with the fact that we're giving the platform to Lil Pump, but it's news. It has to, you know, the news must be reported, and this is somebody that does have some sort of a following, so you have to report it. And whether I agree with him doing it or not, I still have to report it. Nothing in my article is biased. Nothing is opinionated. It is literally the facts of saying, 
this is the song he made he put it on youtube like i'm putting the facts out that's my job as a writer as a journalist and of course i get attack me some guy puts attack me twitter on the post and says hey you guys might want to turn all of your anger over to and yell at Lindsay india rather than double xl because she wrote it well, you know, and you won't be faced with criticism like that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But at position. the same time, but at the same time, I still, to me, I got paranoid because of a mistake that I did make, where I deserved that criticism because I, I was, I put wrong information in a post. Mm-hmm. Understandable. But if I am literally reporting the news and you're putting attack me Twitter on me, she can get real fast, and people don't understand that for certain writers. If you're at complex or if you're doing an opinionated piece, I totally yeah, understand. Bent, engage. You got to engage, Edge. and that's conversation. Let out all of your grievances with what they wrote that's fine that's an opinion i'm writing facts so for you to come at me with types things that could potentially turn into threats death threats stalking me because it's happened before i've written posts where my family's past was brought up about my father i don't know but at the same time shit is scary what could they be angry at you well they're telling me that like like, somebody tried to tell me like oh you don't support cole you don't know shit about music double xl should fire you you. all this type of stuff happens and the thing is it's like these outlets watch. Here's the so thing. They want to know who is a. Pr- Sometimes that could be a good thing. You're right. Ne- you're a writer. Yeah. And here's what you got to be aware of: is that people are going to pay close attention to what you write. Absolutely. And that everybody is not going to be happy about what you no, write. No, but if I'm a news reporter, let me do my job as a reporter. If you're a con- if you are working in construction and you are installing lights into a building, and I see a light in a building, I'm not going to be like specifically who put this light in. I need them to be retrained. It's Twitter though. Da 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 da. Like it's you know Twitter. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you no, can't I take understand. Twitter seriously. It's a lot of trolls. No, I understand that, right. but at the same time, I I personally just took this opportunity to at least spread that message, saying, "Hey, sure. if you are a reader, just understand what exactly you're doing when you do this." Because everybody does get attacked for everything. At everybody every point. gets right. attacked it's on media. Twitter for everything. But I just decided to it's use that range. as a lesson to say, "Listen, a lot of like this is our job to pay our bills to make to make these non-biased, on-purpose articles rather than simply one that is an opinion." So I'm just I was just trying to teach people know the difference of what you're attacking and who you're attacking and what that could possibly provoke. Because if you have attacked me Twitter on somebody for something that is literally doing their job and it's not trying to be controversial, not trying to be biased, you just got to be a little careful because you never know who's out there. True. but it's For any case. And, th- and that's Twitter's even, there's so many trolls. cases with cyber bullying or right. whatever the hell. This is not that case, people but I just wanted to make it clear. they don't see you care. as a person. They see you as just an enigma. Yeah, yeah. they see and you I as a Twitter handle. I cherish handle. my job. I don't want to lose it. I don't want anything to come in the way of you possibly won't. losing you're it. You're doing the right you know thing. I mean? yeah. it's, the, it's the right thing. Yeah. What, what you're doing is reporting what you do. Yeah. And and that's it. I. If people are gonna come at you whether you're good or bad, mostly yeah. when you're good. But right so. now I'm I'm like because I'm still new, I'm on I'm on edge making sure I don't make another screw up. So when I get tweets, I'm like, you Oh my god, did I screw something up with the article? Right. Is this artist gonna nah, hate they, me? They they gonna hate because they on the they on the team of the person that you uh, yeah that, that so you're reporting for. So that's don't what worry I gotta I'm just you doing your I'm job. I'm a little on edge, but it'll it'll soften up. Of course, <laughs> I'm used to I am used to this, but shit. Right, yeah. But anyways, let's move it on to your It gets real in these streets, <laughs> okay? Just letting you know. All right. You ready? Um, sure. Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm ready. Three, two, and one. All right, so if you're a part of the culture as far as hip-hop, I'm going to need you to be on your, your A game. I see a lot of people mm. on certain shows as far as the internet that come out their faces and make these claims and these and these calls and I don't necessarily agree with it. Step your game up for the culture because you be seen. Don't nobody want to hear that shit. I stepped it up. That was for t- that was twenty. That almost sounded a little subliminal. 
It wasn't subliminal, and I get into who I was talking about. I was talking mm. about DJ Academics because I was Ooh, I was watching Everyday That's Struggle. Nah, I'm not I was watching Everyday Struggle. Not, not that I think it's a bad show, but like step your game up. B. Well, it's doing the job that they want it to do sure. by getting the views, getting the conversation. Of but course, I agree with you on that. You, you, you know, even when uh, like I watch first take, of the culture yeah, at all. I watch first take, and mm. I see. You know, I may not agree with Stephen A.'s point all the time, but I can say that he's making a valid point. He knows um, the stuff at least, yeah, the history, yeah, yeah. and you gotta cut, co- you gotta come prepared, you gotta do the knowledge, and I, I just feel like that's an important part of the game that's missing. Everybody has a voice, and that's why I told you don't worry about Twitter troll, Twitter trolls, because <laughs> like people will say anything just to get a retweet, yeah. and I feel like some people, and not academic all the time, because I agree with some of the stuff, yeah. but on certain points, it's just like you're just saying stuff just to say stuff. So. Exactly. Okay. No, I agree with that. All right. I just cool. found out about. Hey, look, always remember first take. So let me let me actually introduce the voice that you're hearing. Uh, when I first met this young, young lady, it was at uh, it was on the campus of Lincoln University. We actually had class together. We were in the same department together. When I met this young lady, she was very vocal about everything. I mean, you couldn't <laughs> tell her nothing. She's one of the first people that I knew who were self-aware about who they were uh, a, a, as a woman and as far as women liberation. I mean, she took it to a whole nother level. And now when I see her uh, in these movies, in these commercials, and on your TV screen, <laughs> I am more, more, more than proud. And this is long overdue for her. She can recently be seen in After Hours, <laughs> uh, the Mac Wild specials, specifically on title. And I'm just proud of her because she's finally getting those opportunities on her just due. And I want to. Can I say your real name? No. No. I don't want it out no. There. Okay. Come on. Why can't well, I say th- your real name? Okay. I hate when people say that because they knew me for, from college and they say this is not your real name. It is. It's my middle name. Okay, but my still, middle name, and that's not most, how I met you. Most <laughs> Americans screw my first name up, and that's why I stopped you guys from saying it because you do not pronounce it correctly. Okay. So if you want to say it, you would have to say it. Properly. So can you introduce, can you say it properly? Yeah, of course. All right, say it. I want you to do it. It's Shani Andrea Rachelle Parker. It's Shania? Shani. Shani? Yes. Really? Yeah, Andrea. Yes. Okay, give it up for Andrea Rachelle <laughs> Parker. <laughs> I did not know your name was That was, was the Sh- strangest Shania. intro. It has an accent over the eye, and so everyone used to overlook it. I, I've been called everything from Shaney to Shiny to Shawnee to Shawna. I called you Shawnee from that. How come you didn't stop me? Because at the time, <laughs> it was just like I was so accustomed to it, and it becomes a big conversation like it is now. Oh, my God. And people want to know the origin. I've known you for, like, almost 10 accents. years. Like Yeah, and so I just was like, you know what, F it. I'm going to just... Call me my middle name. Wow. And I did my, not know that. My middle name is my grandmother's name as well. So me and her, ironically, were born on the same exact day. So it was just kind of like my way of giving my homage to my grandmother and her being like a strong-minded woman too. So mm. I wanted that energy to take me into my career. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, I apologize for all these years. <laughs> no apologies. You should have corrected the teachers or somebody. I, like, you I, just I, went I, with it. I've been down that road, but it's cool. So okay. it's fine. So I guess I'm going to call you Andrea from now on. I mean, that's just logical. All right. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, excited. I need you to do your 20-second rant before we introduce our other guests. But oh. do you have something to rant about? You always got something liberating to I talk about. I don't have anything. Else. You have nothing to rant you about. You can rant about anything ever. 
could be like, there was an ant on the wall. Okay, yeah, let's rant. <laughs> All right, yeah, here we go. Rant. You got something to rant about. Three, two, one. Let's hear it. I'm sick of people who feel like their lives are like horrible 24-7 when they really have like a great life. Learn more gratitude. Learn how to appreciate the small things. Stop complaining over spilled coffee and spilled milk. And, you know, try to find the blessings in life because there, there can be thousands of thousands of Got to stop well. you right there. But that was perfect. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So as, as we know, like, yes, people, I think because, you know, you look, you don't look outside of yourself. And appreciate the blessings, right? You yeah. look at what's going on. You don't realize that you're going up on this escalator of life. You just worry about the small detour where you caught your, sh- your shoelace in the escalator. Yeah, just like the and extra like, whiny people. Like yeah. the people who just are complaining about everything. 20. Like you can't, like you go to work and they always have a bad story, something negative to say, something's going on. It's just like we all have that. But if you're going to continuously dwell on it, that's the only thing you're going to attract. Learn to understand that. You know, be happy that you have something going on for yourself. You have your health, you have your eyesight, you may have your feet, you may, you know, just little mm. things like that. So that's something that's really been on my heart lately. And that's why I didn't want to do the rant because I'm like, I don't want to be... <laughs> No, clap, yeah. clap at him. <laughs> clap at him. You should tell people to appreciate life more because you never know who's going to be taken away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> amen. All right, so we'll introduce the young lady next to you. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> let me say that this young woman, because Miss Andrea did say, hey, I got this wonderful dynamic woman <laughs> that I want to come on the show with me. And, you know, her social numbers are like, off the chart. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I mean, who is this? Who right. is this really? And so when she sent me oh her information, she's like, hey, just check out my stuff real modest. And I'm checking out the websites and the links. And Oh, you uh, sent it to her. Yeah, yeah. we talking about over one million. We talking about on one <laughs> social media account. The other one's like over 500,000. I mean, she's really been doing a thing. And I, I, I can't wait to talk to you about veganism and just the whole lifestyle switch and how you got uh, uh, started being a vegan, as well as Andrea, who is a vegan, yeah. kind of, still a vegan? <laughs> no, I'm seven years strong. Committed, committed in veganism. Yeah, We're going to try to get there, but we send it too much. <laughs> but I want to introduce Miss Kim Julie Hansen to the podcast. These intros are starting to feel like biopics. Hey, yeah. look. Like the trailers. Look, the <laughs> All eyes on me, Tupac style. The least I can She went do. through the dungeons. We don't know. Of life. <laughs> it's Came interesting. Out. Kim. Thank you for having you me. Thank yes. you so much. How are you? I'm very good. Thank okay. you. <laughs> I know you're soft spoken, but we gotta ask you for a twenty second <laughs> oh. rant. Do you oh. wanna do you want a life specific one or a vegan? I want I want a rant that has been pissing you off. What has been pissing you off okay. these days? One thing. Okay, let's you do ready? life. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> ready? Three, um, two, one, go. It's when people look at what you've achieved and they don't look at the work you put in and they're mm. like, Oh, you're so mm. lucky. I hate the oh, word lucky. <laughs> my God. And then they're like, must be nice, too. Right. And I just want to say, like, you could be doing the same thing. You're just saying you're so lucky because you want to find excuses for what you are not doing right. with your life. Got to stop you, but yeah. you made it. You made it. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. So, that look. That sounds like a personal. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she, she had to shoot a hater for a minute. Pow, yeah. pow, pow. I don't say so I'm true. lucky. Don't try to right, take him yeah, out to element. Yeah. 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 Okay, so clearly this I is... I want your life. Personal. Okay, get it. <laughs> right, <laughs> the right. The fuck? Right, so... Yeah, it's... Yeah. Elaborate a little more. 
I mean, it's just in general, but like for one example is like I've traveled a lot in my life mm -hmm. and then people are like, oh, it must be nice to have so much money. I'm like, I had, I was broke. Mm -hmm. Like I traveled and I worked in hotels like seven days a week, 16 hours a day. I'm like, but I traveled. And then it's like people like they want to travel and they're like, oh, I don't have money, so I'll just won't do it. But then they tell you, oh, you're so lucky. Right. But then it's like you can do whatever you want, mm. whatever you want. But just if you just get rid of the excuses. Right. Yeah, because right. there's like everybody has this con. Some people are born with these contracts saying like, oh, you're going to have unlimited amounts of money to travel. But this other yeah. person isn't like, no, I mean, some people are, I guess. Yeah. Trust my <laughs> babies. But right. still, but the fire uh, festival. like the rest of us have to save, have to actually put in the work. And you yeah. clearly have been doing that and um, making your brand strong and actually traveling. So, which yeah. is a, a plus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome, ladies, to the Thank show. You. Thank welcome you. to Play Cousins. Uh, glad to have you here. We're going to talk about uh, the vegan lifestyle in a minute. But first, oh uh, I want to talk to Miss Andrea for a minute about <laughs> her career and who I am proud of and all the amazing stuff that you have done. Stepping out on a limb. Don't cover your face. <laughs> You're stepping out on a limb. I remember two two years ago we were uh, we were both working at the uh, ABFF. Was it the ABFF? No, Urban thing? World. Urban World, right? Yeah. So you were volunteering mm -hmm. at the Urban World Film Fest Film Festival, mm -hmm. and now you've gotten uh, critical acclaim for your acting and and the uh, the projects that you you have been associated with. Um, you've been on numerous spots, and I just want to say first of all. I'm proud of you. Aww. All right. He's gonna make me get all mushy. <laughs> you better man up. You better man up. Mm, there Brooklyn, you go. Yep. There for Brooklyn, right? Because right. you so got a hat and denim on. Fine. No, don't let a man up. You <laughs> let. I mean, you let a man up. Don't let it get mushy. So, uh, when I was in college, when we went to college together, I didn't know that you were kind of on this road to acting. You know, I thought for sure you were gonna be some kind of feminist. On the picket line. Because you can't be an actress and a No, feminist. no, 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 you can't. <laughs> you can't. But I, I thought you were going to be like on the NDI repass. Some shit, sometimes I shave my legs, sometimes I don't. I'm, I'm just, I'm She's the same there. way, right? Okay. <laughs> but kind of what, what, uh, what, what led you to acting? Because um, I'm not sure if that was your first love in college. Um, yeah, so I've always been enticed by the idea of telling stories. Mm -hmm. The way that I've been brought up, it wasn't a career. It wasn't something that was um, professional and would give you respect. I have a Caribbean background, and so it was like, be a doctor, be a nurse, be a lawyer, be an engineer, be something of that. that what was, island? Um, my father's career. Jamaican, and his mom, my grandmother, is Spaniard. Bombic. She's like been raised on the Jamaican island, and yeah, they're really stern. They know what they want for you, and that's what you're they going to They want to secure your them. future. Yeah, because mm -hmm. there is no other security but their security. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I've always had that interest. And when I was in school, I was actually pre-med. Were you? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> That's how you started off? Yeah. I okay. changed my major my junior year. Right. And that's how we became in the same classes mm -hmm. and in the same space. That year, I also did In the Life of Tone. Yes, you did. I was just about to say. we. So we started Lincoln University's first sitcom. Right, and we were on the same show. I played Lance, who was a debonair character. My head just throw in. Not by any means. No, no, I was. I was. My 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 uh, uh, STD chart was questionable, 
But very questionable. Very questionable. The character. Because you character. make yourself sound bad Because right I now. protected myself. What? But on this show, yes, Lance, he was a, a real raw dogger. Um, and you play Carrie. I did. The, like, like the, the lotion. lotion. Come on. I know. And uh, that's Shout that's our first new. Shout out to Tone and everybody on In the Life of Tone. But that's our first new. She got bit by the acting bug. But you, you don't know when people right. are going to take it far. So. Right. And at the time, I guess I still was a little bit uncertain. And it was kind of something for me to like help test the waters. But that year, I started going out to auditions. I actually would take um Shout out to Colleen. Colleen, the, the track. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she would lend me her car. And I would take that into Philadelphia wow. to go into to audition. So a lot of people don't know that backstory. Um, and yeah, I've, I've, I've been into car accidents trying to get to an audition. I've like taking people's clothes out of their closet, trying to get like proper outfits and attire for roles. And so in college, that's where everything started to come full, like full force and all around and made me say, yes, this is something I really want. But I did start out as um, a bio major and um, going into pre-med on the pre-med track. And the reason I did that was because I didn't realize that I could do this for a living. And so I went to an art school when I was in um, high school and junior high school and it was always something that I was told was a, ho- a hobby. Mm. And then one day I was sitting in my dormitory in college and I realized everyone that I danced with, that I acted with, that I was singing with, and that I was basically like around 24-7 when I was back home. They were on commercials. They were on Broadway. They were doing things that I didn't ever piece together was possible for me. And then it started to make me think, okay, wait. If I would have stayed home or if I would have continued my connections, because my first year of, of Lincoln, I actually turned down um, a campaign to continue promoting Ed Hardy. So at the mm. time, Rihanna, not Rihanna, um, what's her name? Mm-mm-mm, excuse me, this is not. Tiara. Blame it on my, Tiana. Tiana, Tiana Taylor. Taylor oh. Had just done um, Diesel. Mm. And she did a campaign or like a fashion show or something, and Ed Hardy wanted to replicate the look. So at the time, I was like way slimmer, and I had the curly, poofy hair. And so they Mm. were like pushing me to do that. And because I wanted to start my education, I I declined it. But I had did like two fashion shows and like their grand opening on Mercer Street event with um, Fabulous then. And so that was kind of the end for me. But then Mm. I just let it like deteriorate. And Mm. I was just like, I'm going to do the medicine because my family wants me to. And so mm. when I saw everyone on the TV and on Broadway and I was getting all these like calls about my friends succeeding, I was so happy for them, but it also made me question how can I be doing more for myself in mm. this aspect of my life? And so um, it's your dream. during the summer of my the end of my junior year going into the senior year of Lincoln, I decided to stay in New York City. And once I stayed in New York City, um, opportunities kind of just open small opportunities like you know grinding opportunities like i interned at wplj i did 107.5 mm-hmm. at a time as an intern but in between time i was going on our, on auditions i did um black girls rock mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i did certain things like that that just kept letting me know that i should continue on with the momentum and the passion that i had and so from there i just did what i kind of had to do at every point in turn and i kind of segued into dance so because I had grown up in dancing and that's a lot of that's where a lot of my friends and our training came from. Um, eventually once I was home and I knew I was staying home, I was trying to get the dance agencies to see me and try to do the backup dancing. And I did certain things here and there, but 
I started to also find my voice and my confidence as an, a New York City actress. Right. And I started to get really good feedback and more audition roles started to come into play and more managers. If I would do like a monologue competition, I would win. Shout out to Manhattan Monologue Slam because that was one of the first um, monologue um, slams that I won. Okay, so in between all this, like the dancing and trying to get on your grind, you were taking classes? Um, yeah, so I went to every single seminar or workshop you can think of that was out there. I was, like, spending money getting, getting doing that, getting into those doors. I was saying, hey, I can't afford this, but I'll clean up the, the shop afterwards, or I'll be mm. your assistant here or there, like, however I can help so that this way I can earn enough um, vouchers so that I can attend at least one of your mm. classes. I'm interested in doing that. John Pelota was one of the... Um, the gentleman who was like, I see your dedication and I'll let you, you know, be an assistant so that you can take classes. And then he never actually called on me as an assistant. So I ended up having classes wow. with him mm. and he he never actually wow. let me or required me to fulfill that. But it was just him having an open heart at the time, I guess. Mm. So, yeah. So in between time, I did take classes, took a lot of them. Actors Connection, ones at Ripley with Wendy McKenzie, who's still my private coach today. So, yeah. Mm. I like it you now. <laughs> Blowing up. No, no, no. Play cousin. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like you, you've been doing your your thing. I've been trying. Don't say you're trying. We it's eliminate trying. trying. You're doing. I'm trying to do. No, you were doing. <laughs> and you try and do at the same time. Right. Exactly. Because you, you, I mean, things have been working out, and um. Luckily, yeah, they have. Fortunately, yes. By the grace. Yes, by the grace. God. So. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. guess. But it's a roller coaster. Of so course. a lot of people see like, oh, this everything's right. going good right now, but there's a lot of downtime. There's in between time, there's still a whole bunch more work you have to put in right. in between. Mm. And so people like she was saying, I guess like yeah. it's not luck, it's not oh, everything's going in her favor. Or it's yeah. not it's like I'm still working my butt off. So to me it's always trying because yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna hit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just working, right. I'm just doing it. But so. but it's such a risky industry at times. Yeah. Of course. And you know what? I think it's a perfect segue because let's talk about the downtime. Let's talk about the times where you're not booked on shows and you're not booked for a movie. As far as the actor's life, delving to a little bit of what you do on the downtime. Like, of course, you take classes, but is there a time where you you have to get another job or a part-time job? Or can you support yourself as a full-time actress at this moment? At this moment, I have been making a way for myself Let's go. as an actress. Let's go. Let's do it. In New York. Um, I'm going about two years now, solid, of doing that. Let's so go. That's dope. In New York. I've, uh, yeah, in New York. Yeah. So that, that's something that I'm always gra- grateful for. But, um, yeah, there have been times where I had to get other jobs. I have done transcripts. I have done art on sneakers and on T-shirts and on mugs. I have written people's homework assignments. I've done a what? lot. Yeah, so I, I finished my education at St. Francis because I did okay. read, um, Lincoln, Lincoln. At mm-hmm. my junior year. And so I did work for other people. Sometimes I did their work more than I did my own work just Sheesh. so that I can make the money so that I could attend the classes. Um, but yeah, that that's for every... If you're working... And if you're trying to really fulfill this acting dream, then that's every... I haven't encountered someone pursuing acting who's not going hard. Mm. Mm. You know, like, I know all the women in my life who are also actresses or directors or writers or producers, they're up 3 a.m., like, 
finding a way, figuring it out, creating a new plan, doing a, working on a new idea. So, you know, just even having those people in your circle, that really helps you because they keep you, they keep you inspired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They keep you going. So, yeah. Right. Was doing other people's homework, was that the oddest job <laughs> that you kind of had? <laughs> what was um, the oddest job? Yeah. Let me know the weirdest oh, shit that shit. you had to do to kind of say, all right, let me Shake pay for that thing for a piece of Hey, you better go <laughs> clap it for some money. Bottle no, girl. No, 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 no. Come on. Shout out to the bottle girls, but no, I, I haven't. I haven't. Um, they work hard. They do work they hard. They sure for do. Those tips. You got to pretend like you're interested the in people. The what we, strippers know. is so much. I feel like b- b- bottle girls and strippers is such a different dynamic. I'm sorry, I got it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go off on a tangent. <laughs> but it depends yeah. on. It depends now because the bottle girls gotta be more friendly. They walk in the line. Yeah, they, they do. They, they, walk walk in the line they protect and each other. And then the sparkles. It could. Bur- you could burn you. <laughs> that is my worst fucking fear. Who <laughs> wore a thong behind the bar, but then she would twerk for tips. So in I that am case, not even mad. Kind of like in you both. You're a combo. Right. You're like a LeBron James. Right. So <laughs> you're a strip tender. Yeah. You're a LeBron. Oh my God, that sounds like a. Ch- oh, I'm so hungry, chicken. It might be a LeBron chicken. if that's the case. Sorry, Kim. Know, you're getting a little off track and Sorry. a little blue. <laughs> it's okay. I haven't really done anything that I would consider odd. I mean, I, on a consistent basis, I did choreography. Okay. So. That's, That's not what, odd. I was talking yeah. about in the, in the realm of yeah, doing people's homework. Yeah, I didn't. That, that was probably the oddest thing. Like, yeah. I didn't really. One time, I did like this weird piece of artwork on someone's mug, and just the idea of the art was kind of like ironic to me, and it was weird, and it was just different, and I felt uncomfortable doing it. But I needed mm. the sixty dollars, so I was like, all right. Let me do this shit. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't like the idea of drawing on a mug is not odd. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. So. Okay, your parents. At this point in time where you go, I seriously want to take acting seriously. I want to go on my dreams. I'm trying to launch myself. You coming from a Caribbean background. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they reacted not your favor. Mm -hmm. But what's been the constant struggle? Now that you are getting on and you are, you'd be like, yo, look, I'm on SVU. I got a whole movie out. Mm -hmm. I could be seen on title right now. I could be seen on HBO right now, but what, like, how's that been, re- that their reaction to you pursuing acting? Um, right now, I'm actually really proud of my family because mm. they've been really supportive. Mm. And I haven't really seen my family be this supportive, especially of me and my ventures. So it's just really, like... Refreshing. Yeah, refreshing. It's also, like... I don't know, you just feel full, you feel like satisfied, you feel mm. like a sense of warmth and a connection and a bond. Like this is kind of also what I've been working towards. Like because I didn't start acting with the most support and encouragement and it's kind of like something I've always wanted to see for myself. I wanted to see oh, my father in the movie theater watching a film of mine mm. or my mom at a showcase clapping saying that's my baby with mm. tears <laughs> in her eyes or something. You know, like, so seeing them do that and then hearing them or overhearing them talking to their friends about, oh, yeah, she's going to be on this or that, you know, it just, it makes you feel warm inside. You're like, okay, they're they're finally at a point where they're not embarrassed to say that Mm. I stopped everything else just to do this. Because there was a point in time where I wasn't taken seriously and this wasn't a viable career to go to and no one trusted that I was going to be able to do anything with it. And I think with the small successes that I'm having right now, it's giving them 
hope that maybe I will be as big as I want to be and as big as they think I need to be in order to have a sustaining career in the industry. Mm. And so now I'm at a point where I'm just like, I want to keep making them happy. And so then that comes with that own pressure because now you're like, okay, now I got to beat that. I got to top that. Okay, yeah. what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? But then you also want to stay true to your artistry and really tell stories and be an actress and do the, the groundwork. And so that sometimes means not doing everything mm. just for the sake of doing it or, you know, and so you have to have those conversations with them too. I've had a couple conversations with my father and my mom about, hey, so this is what I've been offered. Check's really good. This is not what I'm going to do. And they're like. Because it, it was, uh, it compromised your integrity? Yeah. Or, okay. Mm. So you're still, at, at this point, still being somebody who's growing their career, you're still very selective of the perception and the roles that you're, Which you're is good. getting. Well, a lot of people in at my point, wouldn't be selected. It, that's what I'm saying. Mm, right. So at this point, you're still you're, you're you're choosing to pick and choose for your best interest because of the way you want to be perceived. But that could, in a sense, be detrimental later on. Right, exactly. right, 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 right. Yeah, I had a situation with an ex manager who wanted me to do an AIDS campaign, but they wanted me to vouch for the medication. And because I uh, I don't have. AIDS. I've never taken the medication mm. and I didn't feel comfortable vouching for medicine mm -hmm. that I've never taken. Facts. And it was a pharmaceutical, like industrial thing. And so it was a good check. And my mom was like, I don't want you to do it because I don't want the stigma of you having AIDS. And, to be a, right. Right. And I had to consider that. And then my father was like, you know, do whatever you feel. It's a check. It's a nice check. You know, if you want to go that way, that's fine, mm -hmm. too. Because, you know, whatever. I don't care because my dad's more nonchalant. And when I finally solidified that I wasn't going to do it, my manager at that time was, like, really upset because she felt, she felt like it was kind of senseless. She was like, you're not in a position to be picky. Do it. Right, right. So do it and get the check. And I had to, like, kind of reiterate, like, but it would be a lie. And I don't want someone who actually does have AIDS, who, who has AIDS, to take the medication because they've seen a picture with my face on it that says, oh, this, that, and the third. And then, mm. you know, it's not what I thought it not would be. Not knowing the full so. possible information and right. portrayal of it. Yeah. Right. right. So that comes with that. But, yeah, now I'm in a spot where they kind of trust me. They're happy. Mm. <laughs> That's a good spot to be in. It's a good. It's it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun because then now you have the the type of questions where like, oh, what you working on next, Stinky? <laughs> What's going on, Pooh? What did I call you, <laughs> Stinky? My mom calls me Stinky. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you are too grown to be called Stinky. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm called Monkey Doo. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Do, to this day. Do. I'm called Jay. Or Benzy Boo. That's I'm it? called Jay. Yeah. yeah. Lucky. No, my mom's grown man. My mom's queen right. of nicknames though. She'll nickname me in a second. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to come to your house for a nickname. <laughs> yeah, I was I was nick I'm, I was like Mir Mir, where's Mir Mir? Okay. I get that from my mom. <laughs> yeah. I, I do it to everyone. I'm yeah. gonna be like Lindy Hop in a second for her. Like it's Lindy 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 Hop? Lindy Hop. Lindy like Hop. Like the swing. That era forty. That's you. You're Lindy Hop. I'm not Hop. bad at that. It's I better like than that. lips. Ugh. I don't know why they call you that. My initials. Oh lips. shit. Oh. Ah. I was gonna say your lipstick is really pretty today. It though. is. It's, uh, she has like some fuchsia. It is. I was gonna say plum, but I didn't really get my colors good. right. It is a fuchsia. <laughs> Yo, nice. yes, yeah. Stop it. I hate that face that you're making. My lips uh, are popping. <laughs> they're probably like, why are we even 
care about. Nah, yeah, because y'all are, y'all are. Listen, yeah. it's not it's not as often anymore. I get girls as guests, so let me embrace. Right. Really? Are you holding ladies. back the women on the show? I, no, no, no. I always embrace. We the had a wonderful woman, appre- a woman in hip hop appreciation episode, so that was lit. But Love. we had to talk about you know hip hop and a lot of misogynistic thing. rap. Yeah. So at the same time, Jameer has been you know holding back from my like that's crazy my i've female conversation. been holding back from nothing <laughs> i love women who come on this show I ladies i'm <laughs> <laughs> on one of these i really really hope that one of our future guests side note sorry that can be one of the facebook over 40 and feeling thrifty girls Please. like i want Ooh. them to come on as a bring guest. it over here I'll bring <laughs> that's on. a group a facebook group i have so many damn questions possibly it could be. You want the it's like when Dwight oh, Schrute like, brought yes. his babysitter as a date. Like I want to talk I to him in that same way. Watched all of the Office, so we gotta stop with the Office right. talk. <laughs> uh, uh, so let's talk about your career now. Boom, you you were in the HBO film Ugly. Yes. Um, you were just featured, but well, featured seventy two hours. Who you were a, a main role? Actually, I met the I met the. Um, your your co-star Melvin, shout out to Melvin. I sure did meet He's Melvin. He's the leading man. I'm the leading lady. He sure is the leading man. I met him on West Fourth Street when I was doing a man on the street. He oh, was okay. dope. And yes, before I could even, talented. he told me about you, and I said, oh, wow. I said I went to school. So. <laughs> I was like, no, she's dope. I said, not Andre. I don't know that person, but I know. The I don't other know one. that. I know person. her. I know I, her by her. First I know name. about her first name, which is clearly <laughs> wrong, but. Now you're featured in After Hours, which uh, is a miniseries that What's everybody on Twitter has been talking about. And you actually utter... You, have you tuned in? I have. Oh, okay. I, have. I was about to say, you slipping on your pimp. No, 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 no. I had to borrow somebody's uh, uh, title account Same just to get here. it. Because you see, I, that was in it, too. follow me. If I do follow you. On Twitter. Okay, I follow you on Instagram. I'm sorry. Wait, no, actually, you do follow me on Twitter. So I don't know what's up with you, but I gave a link to a three-month free trial to title. Maybe I want to slip it. Wow, that's crazy. I would like to give a shout out. I would like to give a shout out to my friends Phil and Mouse who star in that. Yes. Oh, you know them. Yeah. I love Phil. And he's the one that gave me his login. Shout out to him. And shout out to Torian. Yes. Awesome. But um, you actually uttered the first words, I believe, like the first actual words. So I thought you were just going. Bless you, B. Bless you. I thought you were just going to be a feature, but you, you, you stick around and you're doing like. I want to know how far <laughs> off from from your character is the real shot because I could really picture you saying some shit like that. I feel like you have said some was shit it, like that. You probably heard. I probably heard. Right. Exactly. Like was it all scripted or improv? So majority of it was scripted. Once we got on set, um, he let me, him being Greg and Mac, mm-hmm. their co-directors in it. They let um, us have fun with it and play a little bit more. So the last line that I say about the camera, mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin it, but that was improv. I love that shit. And um, some other things here and there are improv, but for the mo- for the most part, it's kind of scripted. And so we kind of knew where to go, where to have fun. There's like a blueprint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a great detailed bl- blueprint. Mm-hmm. Right. But you get to like they're. they're they're creative enough where they'll let you go if they yeah. feel like you're, you're, you're if in If it's an alignment, yeah. Right, 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 right. So that's how it was. It's got to be fun. I mean, I felt like, you know, Miss Andrea was there. You see, I w- this is the thing. The shiny okay. from Lincoln. Because that's what I'm saying. Because that's what I know you Might about. have said those things. Facts. Okay? Facts. But the new and improved oh my God. version of myself. 
I wouldn't even bother when I feel like I'm getting to a place where I'm losing you and I keep re like reiterating the same things and I'm at a place where I'm that frustrated. It's just kind of not worth it to me anymore. Mm -hmm. So unless like we have a legitimate reason to stick by each other and stick around, I'm not going to have these senseless arguments. Like there's no reason for my man to be leaving me for a club. Right. I know this for a fact. So if he's leaving me, <laughs> oh my God. me. But he came back. No, 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 no. See, the idea of my but man hiding over back. another <laughs> woman in 2000. But you didn't know that at that point. What he was doing was trying to provide money. But you see, women don't family. get upset. Women don't get upset for things that we don't know. Men try to play off of the fact that it's something that we necessarily can't Proof. Right, but oh, we know truth. things. So mm. she's we not know everything. Yeah. Nothing. Kim's like yes, yes, yes. Every month, everything. Kim, y'all don't know nothing. And that's why we she know says in the clip, we like Koi chasing these thoughts around. So she knows he's not just there for pictures. She knows that he gets mad about his images, so she makes fun of that. But she knows it's not just about the so images. So you, your character deliberately drove him to thoughts, is what you're saying? No, she didn't deliberately. She Stop just, it. You she played around not. too much with it. She that played. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even gone. Like, you want to go be with your thoughts? Okay, I'm going to call me a, a Ken. Where's Ken to a my Ken? Barbie? Is that is that what y'all call him? Ken to my Barbie. Mm. Ken, is that what you guys <laughs> call him? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Sure. I'm looking for, this I'm is what I have learned. This is and that's, this is a great example of that. I have learned oh that we God. can stress over these men and we can stress over what they do, what they and might be will. doing, who if they might be doing it with. We can stress. That's fine. We can stress or what we can fucking do one day is emotionally check out. And stop giving a fuck and just move accordingly. And then what? Just then who yes. gonna listen okay. to you? Who's my thing with that? Who's listening to you that. then? Oh, maybe I don't feel like talking to you no more. No. Maybe, I, maybe my problems I'll just keep to myself, I won't even work check myself, out. move accordingly. I won't even check out. Like, I'm not the type of person to check out and then oh, just let you keep going on. I'll end it. I'll be like, oop, zoop, that's it, I'm done. Like, I'd rather you do that. Like, you, got your, you got your little game? Okay, cool, I'm gonna be, go and be independent because over you here. Because can't, you can't that's do that with me. But... She made it more comical in the in the. She did. I wouldn't have been comical. You'd have it would have been. been. <laughs> it would have been some rough <laughs> shit. Like, well, one of the yeah, takes, I comical. threw a pillow because he was like, "All right, just be yourself and have fun with it." I said, "Check in." <laughs> I said, "Y'all want me? Here go me." <laughs> Poor right? Phil. You ain't shit. Poor Phil. Okay. And then I, he's like, "Okay, let's dial it down." <laughs> What's so funny is that Phil, who in like who plays that role, the sweetest person in real life. He's yeah, like, he looks so oh nice. Gosh. Like he came to my birthday and he's like, Lindsay, how are you? Like you look great. And I'm like, oh, Phil. Like when in real life on these shows, he'll be like, yeah, I don't a, give a fuck a, about yeah. these bitches. I'm like, who is this? The fuck? So, I'm, I mean, I love. Phil. I'm proud of you guys because it, it's it's something I feel like is for millennials. And it's, it's people I actually see and come in contact with. So it's very interesting to see, uh, like, the millennials in the circle that I associate with that are, like, moving. Because I'm like, yo, y'all are, like, low-key famous right now. <laughs> like, y'all are definitely famous High right key. now. No, High-key but low-key. Medium-key. Medium-key. No. Medium <laughs> like, if I see you on the street, I'm going to pull over. Yes. I'd be like, Shadi Andrea! <laughs> <laughs> you know me! <laughs> Who it is? Hell you, you know who I am. Right. 
No, but, like, but that's, that happened. I'm sure that's happened. That's that happened. Someone shouted, yo, L-U, L-U, but I didn't see who it was. It was a car. Yeah. I was just like, Were oh. they popping out of the sunroof? Because that's my, like, no, that's I, I, I want to be recognized out of a sunroof. That is my life goal. Like, someone would be like, hey, bitch. I would be happy. You would be offended. If they knew my one. name, I would be like, yes, this is what I have earned. <laughs> I have don't know earned your name, this. Use bitch. Okay, gotcha. I run a mental illness platform, but you want to call me out Just from so a sunroof? Lindy, Woo, Lindy lit. speaking right now. Lindy said Linda, that. Linda, Lindy. Fucking lit, honey. Linda, Linda, listen. L- listen, Linda. <laughs> Lindsay. Linda, honey. Listen, honey. Oh, God. Linda, I love that video. I'm sorry. God, I, yeah. I'm so proud of you, though. Thank uh, you. You know, from your uh, 72 hours, ugly. 72 hours. 72 hours. hours was at the Urban World. Yes. Mm. And that also went to New Orleans. Yes, it did. And it got an award. Los Angeles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun. It's been Proud a big that. journey. HBO's HBO. Um, Ugly, which is on HBO, mm. yeah. is going to be airing tomorrow, actually, at Let's BAM go. Cinema for the New Black. Let's Play go, Play. BAM. <laughs> Brooklyn Academy <laughs> of Mercy. <laughs> I love it. No, look, look. You're moving yeah. out here. And we're proud of you. And um, I got power coming out too. Power season four. Yeah. Give us a little. Lala, come back, Anthony. Sorry. Give us a little insight, because season four is supposed to be what what Fifty calls the biggest seasons yet. Yeah, this this one looks crazy. My my saying has been shit gets real. Shit gets real. (laughs) Shit gets real. So you ghost is trash. Now. It's a lot of new faces. Um, Good, I haven't, get those the fuck out of there. I haven't interacted with um, Damn, Mr. Ghosts. Tate. <laughs> right. But I've heard awesome things. And from the things that I have done and the people I have interacted with and the things that I've been seeing in scripts. Mm. And, you know, it's it's turn up time one okay. time, one time. Okay. Who and this is not this is not even me saying it because I'm a part of it. Like, this is me coming from a place as a fan, someone who's watched it, someone who's been tuned into the show since day one. I've, like, put this on my vision board that I need to be a part of this because wow. I'm invested wow. into the mm. characters. And so for me, now that I do have kind of the behind the scenes and I know what's going to happen, it's like, who gets shot in the face real quick? See, look, you play so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get you to lose your check. Calm down. But yeah, I, I play Destiny. Destiny, and Destiny is who? Destiny is a beautiful person <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's you, beautiful on the inside. <laughs> on you look so young. You well. could play somebody. You could play um the girlfriend of my my god, the stupid kid. I forgot. Uh, Ghost's son. Ooh, you rude. No, I'm saying you could play because you look so young. Oh, thank you. Right. Or you could play somebody that works in truth. Dumbass. I don't no, know. No, someone said that I could be like an adopted sister you to could. the family. I don't know. But yeah. you play, you, you're not going to let out Secret daughter. Oh, I can't. But, I mean, it's it's good. It's juicy. It's okay. juicy enough. So we'll watch. We'll you make should. sure. Is mm. June 20, July 26th? June 25th. June 25th. Okay. Yes. Can't wait to see power. We have The Deuce, HBO's The Deuce, coming so you, out with James Franco. Afterwards, mm. in the fall. Hey, you talk about you trying. You doing your damn. Look at this thing. laundry <laughs> list of shit. Like <laughs> that's all a this beautiful way shit. to put it. Right. Look at this laundry list of shit. Right. Great shit <laughs> like, though. Yo, dope shit. Dope like, shit. Wow. Like Thank I'm, you. I'm so proud of you and, and just so. But I just want to talk about see. veganism. We will, okay. but we gotta pass it off to our guests. Let me just give it up for you, Miss Andrea. Thank you. Like a whole half. <laughs> yeah, we got to give you your own spotlight. Thank and now you. we forward it over to Kim, uh, <laughs> who is 
Uh, let me just call you the vegan queen. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Thank my, you. My Royalty. Your expert. Yeah. And you <laughs> will be giving us guideline points because while yes. you guys are talking about veganism in a minute, <laughs> no. I will be taking notes, but I also will be finishing the Caesar salad. Because if it's It'll my last, last God, God, if it's my salad. last Caesar salad, I gotta go out with a bang. I yeah. Love Caesar salad. And I just had mozzarella stick, so shout out to me. There's um, vegan gonna hate me in this six. conversation. Yeah, because yeah, we, we, we believe. Why? Because you're so into the flesh of animals. I'm not. <laughs> um, okay. oh, God damn Let's it. Go. I love a good ass burger. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. She's like, look. Look. Listen, I'm open minded though. Okay. Like I I love I'm half I'm halfway there. I Me know a lot of you shit. You can have burgers. Like this is the mystery. Have you heard of the impossible burger? No, what's that? You need to try it. Supposedly let's, let's, it tastes I just guess, like I meat. guess we'll continue it's with the tips. probably has yes. quinoa. I feel like it has no. quinoa. Everything no. has no, quinoa. No, no, no. <laughs> Doesn't oh have God. quinoa. Okay. Does any... Okay, so what's the official way to pronounce it? Because I say quinoa. I say My quinoa. I thought it was quinoa. quinoa. What the fuck? Quinoa. I love saying quinoa. But it's, it's, I, I think it's quinoa. It's quinoa. quinoa. Okay. Yeah. It's quinoa. It makes you feel like... Zen. Yeah, it does. Quinoa. It's a, it's a, it's a zen. Yeah, it does. It's a zen grain. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, feng shui. Feng shui, right? Right, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so l- let me know, uh, Kim. Yeah. You have built a platform off yes. of. Empire. Strong, uh, empire. Literally. That's even better word. <laughs> an empire off of veganism. Yes. Um, when I go on your platforms, I see these wonderful vegan recipes. Uh, that I just want to click on and I want to try, but I don't have enough time to cook. So we'll get into that too about preparing <laughs> vegan meals mm. and you know the Meal resources. Prepping. But um, when was your awakening to veganism and how did you kind of get started in this wonderful world of being green? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I was the opposite of a vegan before. Okay. So I was basically junk food every day. I really? I actually ridiculed vegetarians and vegans. I thought they were just they just wanted to be difficult. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I think it was in grad school. She's laughing because it's her story already. Yeah, yeah. I was about me. I was Lindsay. You were Lindsay. <laughs> yes, but I don't eat junk food every day. I do eat. I eat like healthy. I just eat things that With vegans me. definitely. Yeah, wouldn't. exactly. So yeah, and it was about six, almost seven years ago. Um, I, I basically. I'm sorry. I'm He's opening his salad. I He's to being eat. so disrespectful. No, I'm not. I'm hungry. No, I just no chicken in there. What is? Oh, oh, it's oh, it's dairy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're not. Damn it. Go ahead. Enjoy it while you can. I know. Before this is the last one, y'all. No, about something I did not care about because mm. I didn't want us to get emotionally involved. Mm. So say if you're super religious, they didn't want it to be about religion. Mm. So I was like, what do I not care about? And I, <laughs> I was like, vegetarian and I had, vegan. Yeah, and I hadn't met a vegetarian that year. <laughs> really don't care about them. <laughs> no, I had, <laughs> and I had met a vegetarian that year and he had told me about this book that I didn't bother Maybe. to read. I read, I read, <laughs> I read the first page and Sounds I was like, like my whole life. Yeah, I read the first page and I was like, oh, this sounds like the kind of book that's going to make me change things. I don't want to change. Mm. So I'm just not going to read it because I like living in denial. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. um, so basically I was like, yeah, why don't I argue? And we were supposed to argue for or against something. And I was like, why don't I argue that being vegan is not necessary? Because I just kind of felt like they were making it to look mm. like it was something so serious when it wasn't. 
So I read the book, and <laughs> I changed my mind. It changed I, you that quick. I proved myself wrong. I was I finished wow. reading the book. I think the last part of it I read on a Sunday. Around lunchtime, I was at my grandma's place. She had made chicken, and that was the last piece of chicken I'd ever eat. And this is seven years ago. Yeah, almost. It was like six and a half years ago. Okay. And then... Um, so that was the last piece of chicken. And I, while I was eating it, I had a feeling. I'm like, I'm going to finish this book tonight. And I told my grandma, I think I'm going to have to become a vegetarian. I was, mm. I was devastated because I loved meat. Mm. And then so that night I finished reading the book and I was like, I, I can't do it anymore. And so, but I was not ready for vegan. I was like, right. vegetarian, vegan, impossible. I, I want to enjoy my life just mm -hmm. a little bit. And then, Just so, the wild side so yeah, so the on Monday, right. yeah, and then on Monday, I became a vegetarian, and then I realized it's not that difficult, like, especially vegetarian, it's like you basically just have, like, alternatives to meat, you can still eat cheese and all that, and then that same week, I started getting curious, Oh boy! so I came across another book, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then there was one passage in that book that completely just opened my eyes, and I was Jeez. just... Yeah, you don't. I'll, I'll send. I'll send it to you. Okay. Email. So you need. Yeah. Salad prior. <laughs> yeah. And okay. And okay. it was just. But that was the moment. That was the first time I ever in my entire life looked at animals that we raise for food, as someone versus mm -hmm. something. I ne it never even occurred I, to I me. I totally get that. Yeah, and yeah. it was just like, and that's when I asked myself, what if it was me? Mm. And I was like, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. And so I, I, I just can't. I just can't keep doing this. So I became a vegan on Friday of that same week. Wow. <laughs> wow. And never looked back. Wow. Yeah. And so so now we uh, were seven years later, six and a half, seven years yeah. later. Um, and I know a lot of vegans that I have talked to, a lot of vegetarians I have talked to, and me being a vegetarian now, experiencing the benefits Mm -hmm. of of the lifestyle how has it added to your life so far what it what uh what things have you found out about yourself and what things have made you stronger since you have cut out all animal byproduct for six seven years i would say there's a lot of different layers first of all i think we need to say that there's a difference between eating vegan and being vegan yes. right because a lot of people, they say they're vegan, but they mean that they eat a vegan right. diet. So that means they're actually plant-based, which is fine. Like right. You can be plant-based. But um, so actually being vegan is an entire lifestyle. So, so your you life. Wear cotton. Or oh, cotton, yeah. But you can no, wear cotton. Yeah, yeah, but no wool. No wool. Sorry. Leather. No wool, no, no silk, leather. no leather, no fur. You And then also you... You don't go to the circus. You don't go to the zoo. Yeah. Anything where animals are, are in some way hurt, exploited, yeah. you don't yeah. do it. Damn, and even like products that are tested on animals, like things your makeup, like that. Your shampoo. Exactly. Your body washes. Your your, your moisturizer. Moisturizers. Yeah. Shit. Nail polish. Exactly. Good. So you don't. So okay. okay. <laughs> so is there? I'm sure there's because I know there's vegan wine. So I'm sure there's a vegan nail polish and oh well yeah you yeah. have your your substitutes like she was mentioning earlier like you just find the replacement for the things that you want to keep yeah. in your life that are like hurtful to harmful to yeah mm -hmm. I think the first step the easiest step is just to veganize it whatever it is whatever you liked when you were not vegan just think of a way to veganize it mm. yeah and um, so cutting things out because. One thing I say to myself is that 
I don't want necessarily replacement X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Right? Because I understand that it's all about the taste palette, but I remember chicken the way chicken was. Yeah. This is clearly not chicken. <laughs> so I choose not to have that replacement. So how how were you able to were you able to go completely cold turkey or were you able to what what weaned you off? Were you able to do like substitutes and things that kinda had the same texture and same taste? You only did five before? days. Yeah. Right. Well, not even like overnight because I was vegetarian for five days. That's right. what I mean, but then like vegan. But you cut out like to be yeah. completely vegan and like five days to prepare to become vegan. Yeah. Basically. It was it was rough in the beginning because I was not I didn't know any vegans. Right. I didn't know anything None. about veganism. Where did you grow up? Where did I grow up? Yeah. In Europe. Okay. You grew Brussels. up in Europe. Wow. Yeah. Right. Okay. People think because it's my one of my brands is Brussels right, vegan. Right. Exactly. And right. Actually, it's ironic. The way I ended up in New York is that most of my audience is from the U.S. because they all assumed I just really like Brussels sprouts. That's what I assumed. Oh. But yeah. okay, no. <laughs> no so it worked Brussels. out in my favor. Yeah. But wow. I'm from Brussels. That's something I thought. Yeah. yeah. That's something I. I, I think most people do. Country, to I was be like, honest with you, but Brussels. Okay. Brussels I see what yeah. you did there. Right. I yeah. see what you did. Okay. But she grew up in Europe. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Which is interesting because, all right, so I don't know a lot about, you know, the different foods and different continents, but it would make sense that I know America mass produces its food mm-hmm. and yeah. we, we do a lot of chemicals and, you know, to like, like grow animals, like breed animals to become food. Um, but Test tubes. Te- and yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. You, you see, like, the crazy things that I do. But – I assumed maybe in different countries it was more or, organic. Like it's it, a more it's organic. Slightly process. more, but it's at the end of the day it's the same thing. Gotcha. That's something I feel like Europe or other countries like to say, Oh, it's worse in the States. But yeah. at the end of the day it's still very similar. And America like controls a lot of other yeah. nations here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then also, like, the culture is very present there. So there's McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's sure. at every street corner. So it is it is very similar. Sure. Yeah. I have a question. Yes. Being that I'm, you know, I've been extremely, like, resistant to becoming or trying to become vegan. Like, I've definitely, you know, gone to vegan places with friends who were and trying to yeah. support them and try to find things. I, it was so hard. And it's also very hard for me because I'm allergic to tree nuts. Okay. So it's hard to find a lot of things because most things have almonds or pecans or yeah. walnuts or whatever it might be because that's one of your sources of, was it, protein or antioxidants and stuff uh, like that? Also, but not the only. Not yeah, yeah, no, it's not yeah. the only, but yeah. it's, it, almonds are in a lot of vegan dishes, though, I've yeah. been, at least what I've noticed. But um, as far as, you know, like, because we're talking about, you know, like there's everybody knows that there's so many benefits. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it helps you live, like, a longer life and it helps you with, like, things like skin and hair and muscles and all these different ty- types of things of just switching your life around, not having chemicals. Did you notice any sort of negative connotations to becoming a vegan, like lack of vitamins of some sort? What did you have to, was it hard to replace something that was your body yeah. was kind of essentially needing? Okay. So a few things about that. So the first thing is I was convinced when I went vegan, I was convinced that we needed meat and animal products to survive. Like that right. was the main mm-hmm. reason why I justified eating it. Cause I, I, you know, I, I really thought we needed that. So I was convinced I was going to become deficient and right. probably die and never enjoy my life ever again. <laughs> and I, I was like, I'll, I'll be okay with that, you know? And then I found out as I was doing my research, cause I'm like, how am I going to avoid vitamin deficiencies? And I found out about all of those things. And one of the topics that comes up a lot is, Protein. and 
Vitamin D. And B12, yeah. And B12. Protein, B12, yeah. vitamin D, and B12. Those are the top three mm -hmm. that if you research vitamin deficiencies vegan that come up. A few things about those that I learned doing all of that research. First of all, um, protein, it is practically impossible to get a protein deficiency. Do you know anyone with a protein Yo, deficiency? And this is what John Sally told me. He yeah. said, what is protein? And I said, Psst. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know. <laughs> Exactly. I'm chicken and beef, and, and, then, and he was like, uh, "No, he's it's like an nobody." Enzyme, right? It's it's, an it's basically it's it's a macronutrient, so we need the basic um, carbohydrates, protein, and fat. That's what yeah. we need. But it's an everything. And then the main right. the main logic for me is look at this: like we eat animals because they have protein, right? Where do they get their protein? All oh. the animals we eat, they're all vegan. So basically, they all get their protein from grass, mm. from vegetables. So it's it's kind of the same logic as me saying, hey, I see you eating vegetables and you're so strong. Well, let me eat you, <laughs> you know, instead of just saying, let me exactly eat the vegetables. So it's kind of like, it's kind of we have this idea that that's the only source of protein, but it's really not. There's so much protein in everything. There's even protein in fruit. Like you yeah. could you could live off of just fruit and be fine. I have like a, I have Good another. Job. I'm sorry. I have another question. Yeah. This is just my curiosity. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, like, because I'm a huge. Because you're talking you're doing about it today. no. Because <laughs> you're saying that you don't need meat and that animals can eat just yeah. plants, basically. Yeah. My whole thing is I am a huge fan of Naked and Afraid. That show is fucking crazy. Um, I love it, and I love watching them try to like find fucking food because they yeah. don't know what the fuck they're doing because they're yeah. in the wild and they've never been there. But my thing is, is that whenever they say, oh, we need to get protein, they always try to get a snake or an, an alligator or a whatever the fuck, like crab yeah. or fish. Yeah. They're always trying to get what we consider like meat or of some sort, whether it's a fish or like mm -hmm. something. So if you were in the middle of like fucking Belize in yeah. like the fucking <laughs> tropics and it was just, you know, mostly grass, but you, there were some animals and stuff. Why do you think that they have to always assume that, like, a snake or something like that is the best way to get pro Is it because they need it faster or something? Because they've been without it for, you know, a week? No, I think it's more... See, my or they just maybe don't know? Yeah, I think it's more so about... I don't want to say ignorance, but just ignorance. Like, you you grow up with a certain tradition, a certain lifestyle, a certain, like, knowledge embedded in you. You, you tend to, like, rely on it and go back to that and revert to it. And I think it's also they put you in a situation where you're not thinking as clear and as logical. And so you're not sitting there assessing what your actual conditions. You're going to go into, like, a hunter-gatherer type of yeah. mindset, and you're going to just attack. And you're Whatever gonna do, is there. Right, yeah. but if yeah. you, like, take a second to decompress, and I've seen that show, and I like the show, but this season has really ticked me off. Because <laughs> I think they've made really dumb with the, the XL one. No, I, I don't. I don't know what it's called because I literally just started getting into the show. But like, I just feel like they're buying, they're wasting their money. But this is neither here or there. What I wanted to say. Wait, maybe I think you're talking about the wheel. Because there's no money involved in Naked and Afraid. When they, no, when they, they make them, like, buy food, like, they, as they're going, they buy food. They get these moments where they can buy actual food and get it dropped down. Am I confusing it then? In, um, Survivor. Yeah. Survivor. Yeah. Uh, naked and no. no, Naked and Afraid, they, they have challenges. And is if that they win MTV? a challenge. No. Is that MTV? Unless Naked, no, that, no, I think you're talking about Stranded with a Million Dollars. Okay, boom. That's okay, what it is. Boom. <laughs> 
But anyway, no, but yeah. Nick and Afraid, Nick and Afraid yeah. is like fully like there's nothing except oh, okay. for a medical team and unless if you're dying, but oh. there's literally no. nothing. But it's in also Nathan like Freddy. that's that's for ratings, obviously, because like what's yeah. gonna get more views? Like hey, go, killing a go snake, kill a snake, or go a grass. go go get a piece of fruit. To the grass, then you can also like hurt yourself. So they may just feel like, oh, I'm being smarter by going. Yeah, because I know that there obvious. were vegetarians on there that were like crying as they had to kill a crab and like eat it because they were yeah. like, this is the only thing I could do. I haven't meat in like four days or something. So. And then you also like, for some people, they don't feel they don't feel full unless they have yeah. a certain amount, and they may be in a position where That's they true. can't eat as much grass as they would need to in order to feel full. Mm-hmm. And back at home, they can go to salad works and all these other places to get as many fruits and vegetables and quinoa yeah. that they would need quinoa. but you know so you start to rationalize and justify and do all these things that you probably wouldn't do because of the condition that they're in mm. that was it, my biggest problem it, i was just curious uh, like, it's so funny to me because that's like knowledge for them that's you know? Because of why is it not common knowledge from most of the world? You know, yeah. it's kind of like, but it's funny to me because, like, that's a question a lot of vegans get. It's like, what would you do? What if you were on a deserted island? <laughs> and then, you know, and it's that scenario that what if? And then I always want to turn it around and be like, what if you were not on a deserted island and right. you had access to all fruits and vegetables and you, and you know? still choose. So, exactly. So, it's, right. but. But I feel like people des- no. <laughs> but I feel like people so desperately need to find that one situation where even vegans would say, "Oh, okay, then I would eat meat," because then they would like, "Okay, well, then it's okay for me to eat it." I feel like because you said that vegan is a lifestyle, it's like when you're choosing to be vegan, it's not like, "Oh, it's just a simple like choice." It really is a lifestyle where it's like, oh, "I'm gonna just choose to be racist today." Like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you. What? Like no, you could be racist in this comes, particular situation because but, you. Have but actually, to be. you can do the opposite. Say if you are racist and sub- maybe like you don't realize it as much, and then you have an awakening, and then yeah. you're like, oh, from now on, I'm never gonna do that ever. You know? Because you know better. Yeah. That's yeah. That's I feel like that's the equivalent. When people just say like, oh, you can like this situation will make you not vegan. It's like well. A racist isn't going to be like, this. oh, this situation is an exception, though. I'm just going to be completely racist yeah. and then go right back. Right, the belief has changed. Mm-hmm. Core, like from your core. Yeah. yeah. Changed from your core. You're yeah. literally a different person. Like yeah. You, yeah. I, I, will, I will absolutely agree that, like, when you s- read certain stuff, and, you know, speaking with John Sally. Yeah. Shout out to John. <laughs> um, and you watch some of these documentaries, you go, wow. Like, yeah. this is bugged out. But. Mm. Yeah, I think the most important thing to remember is you go, wow, I had no idea. And I feel like yeah. as vegans, especially new vegans, and I, I, I was exactly like that, tend to be a little judgmental because you, you just, yeah, you're so passionate about it. Yeah. And then I think it's important not to forget that like other people just, they really don't know yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So to be patient and just to explain it to them instead of being like, you, you're a horrible person, you should not eat that. And that's, yeah. a, that's a great point that you make because... I know when I became even pescatarian, I got a lot of kickback from my family. Yeah. My family, and, you know, African-Americans are more predisposed to a lot of uh, uh, diseases because of the foods that we eat. A lot of minorities are. So I knew in my mind that I didn't want to do that, so I stopped eating meat. I, mm-hmm. you know, I started strictly eating fish. But I got a lot of kickback. Like, oh, so you don't eat chicken no more? Yeah. You don't eat ham no more? Like, you know, there's a lot of kickback. So I'm, I'm wondering, did you get a lot of kickback from your family, Ashanti? Did you, sorry, Andrea, did you get a lot of kickback from your family uh, for choosing this lifestyle, um, you know, to live a be- better uh, lifestyle, to live uh, a healthier lifestyle? Yeah, definitely. I feel like, I mean, it depended on who it was, but I feel, for me, 
I would say to people, especially more so friends than family and like people I was around, I would say, I care about animals. So now I'm vegan. And the only thing, and then they would get really defensive and I didn't understand. But the thing is, when you say that, the only thing they hear is, you don't care. You, you don't care because you're not vegan. Mm -hmm. So that's, and that's how they react. So for me, like that was tough in the beginning. Like I would waste a lot of energy on trying to argue with people, but it's just like you have to really try and understand and see it from their point of view right. and just ease into it instead of being like, you know. Right. Yeah, my family completely did not. I think they thought that if they kept putting meat in front of me, right. yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. just decide, okay, today. But then today would be the next day and then every mm. day. And so... I had to hold my ground. My family's Caribbean. We do the oxtail. We mm -hmm. do the kingfish, porgy fish. We do curry goat. So we do <laughs> everything. And we'll so survive. to be at the family event, like there were a lot of times where I just felt like completely overlooked and not considered and mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. completely ignored. It would just kind of yeah. be like, oh, Shani doesn't have anything to eat. Oh God, whatever. Oh, like God. It's, it's not her. Like like it's not my fault. Like you decided. You decided this fate for yourself, type of thing. Right. And so like mm. it started at one point to make me feel resentment. Like I'm someone you care about, you love, you cherish, and you don't have a mm. care to feed me. Right. Like that desire is no longer there because it's not consistent with what you're normally. You know what you're mm -hmm. normally. So yeah, I went through the most, and it took a long time for my family to come around. And now, even still, it's a struggle because they'll forget, especially you know the distant family members that you don't see often. You know, but my mom is fully supportive. She'll go out, oh stinky, look, I got this, and she'll go find all these brands I probably hate. But it's just her she, being supportive. She got your back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and sweet. She'll, she'll stock her apartment with it. And, like, it'll be good to know that when I get there, I have something. Even my dad now was telling her, um, of like, maybe a month ago that my dad, he's a Jamaican man. Right. So he, he ate everything, like, put it all on my plate. But um, my grandmother, she has been um, vegan for, for forever, like, yeah. you know? So she's always kind of been isolated from the family. She never really came to events. And, mm -hmm. you know, as I'm in the journey, I understood her, mm -hmm. you know, staying away. But as I started to stay in my path, stay in my journey, and he saw my health benefits, and he started going through his own personal things, he started to, to make his lifestyle changes. And right, so now right, right. he doesn't do the oxtail, he doesn't do the curry go. Now he only does fish, right. which for me is a major success mm -hmm. because just even having the conversation with him was like, I would yeah. bust a blood vessel, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So just seeing something, or he like limits the amount of cheese, or he doesn't go out to eat as often. Yeah. And now Aww. he's incorporating more vegetables and fruits. It's a big move. He's doing smoothies, he's doing like the right. little ginger shots. So all these things, I'm like, oh, you was listening on the love. Right, right. Right, right, right. Yeah. The same thing with my mother too. Like you know, yeah. she was very like, "Well, how you gonna get your protein?" Mm. And it wasn't until I had to talk with John, I was like, "Well, what is protein, mom?" Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, "Watch, <laughs> okay." And so like now, I see her incorporating more fruits and vegetables into her diet because she realizes that she gets older, you know, blood pressure medicine and mm. things like oh, that, yeah. and her nutritionist is telling her. Hey, you gotta lay off a lot of these stuff. Even and with the diabetes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's two documentaries I would recommend to anyone specifically okay. for health. Yeah. It's Forks Over Knives and What the Health. Forks those, Over Knives and What the Health. Yeah, those know. two documentaries, like especially for people with diabetes, mm -hmm. heart disease, stuff like that. It's 
yeah. Those what can are, we see in, in, in um, the documentary? What can you see in it? Yeah. It's basically, it's actually shocking to know. If you knew that, like, you can reverse type 2 diabetes in as little that. as 30 days very, very easily. Wow. Without any medication. It's, it's almost like it seems criminal not yeah. to tell more people about it. And you know? that's probably because of the health, the, the FDA. Yeah. The Food and Drug Administration. You make a lot of money off of if, sick people. If you watch the, the documentary, What the Health? It's actually shocking to see because they, they ask themselves because they see, okay, the herd association, what do they recommend? And they recommend a lot of meat, a lot of dairy, but those things are directly linked to heart disease. Yeah. And then if you look at who sponsors those organizations, you're like, oh, it's the Beef Council. Mm. You know, so it's like, oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. It's a tie-in to yeah. everything, full circle. Yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, let's ruin some people's lives here. Let's talk about the. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Lindsay. No, we got we got to talk about it because. Feel so, uh, let's dairy. talk about the di- dairy industry. No. <laughs> we'll get to dairy like last because I mean the sea salad guy's cheese on it, but let's talk about the. It looks so like, good. It is. You can have some. Man, got you. you got. Let's talk about meat and um. Yeah. What meat brings to the actual human body that we might not know is really affecting us? Because I think people know a little bit and they'll be like I don't care I know a lot of people seen yeah. the documentaries about chicken and pork and beef and go well I'm gonna die one day so shit yeah. and you know just continue eating it but I know for me I some of the stuff me yeah well that sounds like Lindsay <laughs> uh, for me a lot of that stuff turned me off immediately so what can you tell us about how meat kind of breaks down in the body and how it's harmful to the human body so first of all um there's no fiber in any animal products mm-hmm. and our bodies are designed like we need fiber to digest any food so basically yeah if yeah. you think about like the food we're designed to eat is fruits and vegetables and then so basically say a watermelon takes about 30 minutes to digest banana right. an hour you know some others like vegetables a That's couple of so hours so quickly after <laughs> no but like if you have legumes and all that it, it keeps you full a little longer mm-hmm. but still but that's how it's designed like mm. it's supposed to like go through your body if you look at meat there's no fiber so it takes around 72 or sometimes more hours for a piece of meat to move through your body and by the time, so yeah. yeah and imagine the temperature in your body so imagine if you took a piece of flesh and you just put it in a hot room for three days that's what's happening in your body. <laughs> but then so. you also have to do it where, like, we have at least three meals a day. The average meat eater is consuming that meat three times a day. Yeah. And wow. if it's taking the 72, before it's even digesting and getting through your body, you're, you're giving your body more. So you're constantly overworking your body, too. Your mm-hmm. body has no time to focus on other things because it's doing that. It's trying to digest the meat alone. Wow. I also wanted to, because you said, like, that's why you're, you're also hungry a lot sooner right and so like we also have to think about the culture of american eating and how like they're they've kind of been like training us to eat more and Mm -hmm. not only bigger portions but just like at every chance we get Mm -hmm. to grab a soda grab a juice so we may not even be as hungry as we think we are just more so the habit of of eating Mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean so that's something to think about too because as i went on my journey i realized i wasn't as hungry as i thought i would have been that's 
That's a good point. That's one thing that's I. True. That's one thing I will say about like as far as how I eat healthy. It's kind of like I one portion control is one thing I do now. Where it's like if I'm going to have meat, unless I'm like splurging or something. But like I try to have a small piece of something and like small piece small of everything. So I get like it's if it's a big plate, it's like small things of everything or mm-hmm. and portion control. But the one bigger thing I would say is how often I eat. Like meaning that. I try my best to only eat when I am hungry and then mm-hmm. also stop eating after certain hours like before sleep and things because I know that that affects digestion. So if I haven't moved to veganism, I'm still at least trying to do yeah. some of the habits of someone who is still trying to work in their dietary plan mm-hmm. to be a little bit better with yeah. that, <laughs> I guess. So, but that's one thing is like I, like I said, like if I'm eating like a, just a banana, you know, and after I go for like a run or something, I know I'm going to be hungry in like an hour, but I will, might wait two hours to make sure, two yeah. or three hours to make sure I have the meal. But it's but also, it's banana, so it's yeah, okay. yeah. But we're also like forgetting that plant foods are full of water. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. 90% water content in a lot of cases. So if you took, if you take like a chocolate bar, like a Mars or Snickers, whatever, it's like five to 600, I think around 500 calories. A banana has around 90 to a hundred calories. So basically to get the equivalent of that, you would have to eat five bananas. Yeah. Right. So it's just about like, obviously after one banana, you're going to get hungry. Yeah. So you can, it's, it's like getting used to eating larger quantities of different kinds of foods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it'd be like a fruit bowl rather yeah, than Yeah, exactly. Like, or a smoothie. Yeah. A smoothie mm-hmm. is a great way to like consume more without feeling like you're, you're stuffing maybe, yourself. Maybe I'm like brainwashed or something. My body's brainwashing. Yeah, I yeah, but when I ha- no, but I'm saying when I have a smoothie... I like I notice that I do somewhat feel fulfilled like if I have like a like yeah. a larger smoothie or something but I I get hung, like I always feel like this is a drink so I'm hungry in like Cheers. an hour yeah. so maybe my body is my mind I'm going to say maybe my, my mind is telling me like oh like you need substance like something yeah. to break down da- your body can like break like down a solid food well yeah. then you can yeah. chew yeah. I think it's the chewing action because you notice if you chew yeah. gum you don't feel your it, it, it like triggers your stomach to believe that yeah, you're eating your so body, you don't right. your stomach doesn't growl anymore and so in that case like yeah thing. you can just eat the fruit it's, yeah right you know as what, is because what i've noticed is that you know be, taking out meat out of the equation you get a lot you know when you eat meat you get a lot full here in your yeah, stomach yeah. area. You can feel full. So your body is telling you, oh, you know, yeah. let me unbutton my butt. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, I'm full. But when, when you take meat out of the equation, it's like your body is telling you it's enough, but you don't feel it here. So I think so many people overcompensate. Yeah. Like with like carbohydrates and things like that. So they can feel that necessary sense of fullness, but your body doesn't have to. I think that's more mental, though, because it's like we're so taught that meat is an integral part of every meal that it's like your mind is telling you I'm still there's something missing. Right, there's something missing. It's protein, not the meat that is essential. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I also feel like, and this is why oftentimes people equate veganism with like having the complete, well, eating vegan and having the complete vegan lifestyle because you'll see oftentimes that a lot of vegans meditate, they do yoga, they Mm. have that type of ritual or like physicality Holistic sort of Yeah, and I think that's to help them stay in tune with their body and what their body needs Mm. or may want. And so as you go on that journey and you find your, your, your way of staying physically aware and present, then you start to understand your mind and your body and the two start to become in, like in sync. Mm-hmm. 
So I think like when someone decides, okay, I'm gonna take this journey, they should also understand that you don't have to like change every other part just because you're eating vegan mm -hmm. of your life, but you still might want to incorporate something to like mentally like calm you down, yeah. re like sh restructure and ground you just so that you can have the the listening tool of okay, like am I really hungry or is this just my mind going on a frenzy because this is new to me? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Now let me ask you this, um, Andrea. Uh, I think a lot of people have a misconception that when, when you cut out meat and you become a, a vegan, you lose your shape, right? Oh. So, uh, you know, from when, from when I know, when like, since I've known you, you haven't been, like, shapely, you're shapely, but not, like, shapely, shapely. Mm -hmm. But I think when people... Here, maybe like you're vegan, people go, What? You how know, do I maintain my shape? How do you maintain that shape? And I'm wondering myself because I know when I took when I took away meat, I lost like a lot of weight. weight. Right. Yeah. Or I lost muscle tone. Right. Um, but how do you maintain your shape and are able to still remain shapely but still So one, when you knew me, I was in college. I was right. very young, but also I was at one of the most active phases in my entire life right so in high school i was dancing 24 7 i had dancing in school outside of school in between school shows when i came to lincoln i was on dance onyx i was a Diana. What up, onyx? I was also going back and forth to the the science labs which was all the way across mm -hmm. you know campus and i was walking there in heels so i was extremely active when i would go home i was in dance classes so that was just my life. That was something that I haven't matched yet as far as like activity level. I still am a dancer, I'm still a choreographer, I still stay with my physicality and my movement, but not to the, I, that was a rigorous regimen that right. I had at that time. And I was a lot younger too, so I say that to say that I wasn't in my woman, my adulthood. Mm -hmm. I'm over 25 now, so naturally my genetics it just came. That mm. was something that was going to happen whether I was vegan or not as right. far as me decreasing my, my activity level slightly and then just stepping into womanhood. Like once I started to do certain things and be around certain things, like that's just what happened over time as far as my natural weight. How I sustain it and how come I didn't lose it. I did lose a lot of weight at one point in my vegan journey. So a lot of people don't know that I went cold turkey on my my journey mm. i just decided one day i had nothing in the house to eat i didn't want to eat what was there it was eggs and fish and it just for whatever reason disgusted me and i never looked back and for the first two years of my vegan journey i was raw so when i was raw on my journey i lost a lot of weight now mm. explain now explain the difference between being a raw vegan okay and just being a vegan because so when you're a vegan you can do the meat substitutes you can um do the cooked foods like collard greens, rice. Some mm. people even like to still do still do the pastas and um, you know it's cooked foods. When you do raw vegan, you're trying to stay away from any food cooked past a certain temperature. I don't necessarily remember what that temperature is anymore. Can drop I drop think off hundred and ten. Yeah. So basically, you think over hundred ten degrees is yeah. considered not, not it's considered, raw vegan. Yeah, exactly. And so Jeez. basically, you're cooking out the enzymes that your body would necessarily need mm, in order to get more fiber, in order to help your body just really be in its most natural state. You're just trying to have the food as is. 
So I did that for my first two years. That wasn't intentional. When I was vegan, vegan wasn't a thing. At least I didn't know about it. It wasn't in my neighborhood. It wasn't in my like my circle of friends. And so the things that I did, I didn't know had names. As I went on, mm. right. I realized and I found out that they had, it's raw, it's vegan. So, um, yeah, that, that was my journey. My journey of losing my weight became when I went completely raw. When I decided not to continue as raw, it was because my acting had picked up, I had become very serious about it, and I, being that I was still learning, and I think we're always gonna mm, be still yeah. learning, there's always new information added every day, but um, in my like most like baby phase of it, I didn't know how to balance being on set and being in these audition rooms and just being out all day in the middle of Manhattan and maintaining a raw lifestyle. Right. It became so overwhelming and then I did at the time, I didn't at the time have any support. So I was kind of learning by myself on the whim, teaching myself everything. And so that's when I decided to not do raw veganism and I just stayed with the veganism, in which case I started to learn about having high protein levels and good fatty mm -hmm. foods to intake and so i'm a person who i love fatty foods right i like bananas i love peanuts and nuts and you're supposed to only have a handful and i don't follow those <laughs> you know like that's also something that i Must preach nice. a lot like <laughs> veganism is like you can tweak it to you and what's like yeah. better for you so if i don't want a handful of nuts and i need more give me my whole bowl <laughs> of nuts but that's like i like avocados I like to eat at nighttime. I'm someone who I'm out throughout the day, so I'll eat at night, so that'll slow down my metabolism a little bit more. You know, all these things play a factor in the fact that I already have genetically this shape and that now I can sustain it. You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. So, and then again, I love meat replacement. So I'm the type of person where if I wake up in the morning and I want breakfast, I'm going to have fake bacon. You know, I'm gonna have that substitute you have bacon. Bacon. <laughs> bacon. You, but I have the sausages. Like right. I'm the type of person where I'll find those meat substitutes. I don't do it all the time, but I do it more often than a lot of my other vegan counterparts who don't necessarily need it. I'm somebody who I like the texture of that along with my salads. I'll have a huge bowl of salad, but it'll also be a lot of the, the meat replacements in right. there. So all of those things fraction, when you're thinking about portion size, the time of day that you're eating, how active you are, and then you have to think about the amount of protein that you're getting mm -hmm. and then the fatty foods that you're adding into your diet so there are men who are bodybuilders who are able to bulk up and mm. stay that way that and they're vegan right so you have um i can't vegan muscle workout badass vegan and noel noel vegan star they're three like bodybuilders they do um calisthenics as mm. well i I'm, am i saying it right when you like calisthenics yeah, yeah. Weight, yeah yeah where they do their body weight uh -huh. mm. right and so like they maintain their diet and they still have the body type that you want. So veganism isn't a way to limit yourself. It's a way of freeing animals. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I, I feel like it's, I always say veganism is not a rejection of calories. It's a rejection of violence. Mm. So it's kind of like, and like she said, and I, whenever I hear people say, oh, the vegan diet didn't work for me. I'm like, there's not one vegan diet. Like she said, there's 
so many different vegan diets. You can be raw, you can be junk food vegan, you can be this and that, and then just junk food vegan. Oh yeah, oh, I was yeah. a junk food vegan for two years. What's a junk food vegan? Please? Well, you have vegan burgers, you have vegan pizza, you have vegan ice cream. It's like basically everything that you have as a regular meat eater, except a you substitute. don't have the animal right. products. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How did that? How did that affect your body? It, it was still healthier than animal right, <laughs> products. Yeah. But so, but I just didn't, I just wasn't aware that there was a health component. Or then when I became aware, it still seemed crazy to me. Mm -hmm. So when I heard about people who ate raw vegan foods, for me, it's just like, I didn't like fruits and vegetables. Right. So I was like, I'm not even going to try that. Mm -hmm. But then little by little, I started incorporating it more. And when I did that, I got rid of all of my allergies. I was yeah, suffering from allergies shit. my entire life. Really? I was my chronic migraines. Yeah. My, I had chronic migraines. All my uh, life and I completely got rid of them mm. and there's so many things and it's like and like I know people who got rid of type 2 diabetes like mm -hmm. so many issues and wow. yeah it just makes you feel but a lot better you also have to be careful too now that she's talking about vegan junk food it reminds me like packaging on vegan foods like they'll say vegan but vegan doesn't necessarily mean organic anymore Right. And a lot of people, like, they don't know that. It's very debatable because technically if you're a vegan and you're having this lifestyle, then you're, like, trying to aspire to a healthier, holistic, organic mm -hmm. approach. Mm -hmm. And because we do have marketing um, people trying to wheel back in certain audience and certain consumers, right. they're using certain terminology in order to, like, have you pick up the product. Exactly. And so if you're in a state where you're hungry and you're in a rush, you can pick up something and and it'll be vegan, but then it won't be organic, which for a lot of people, they've kind of m slipped up on their journey and then they feel like a moral imbalance or right. something. So and, and that's a good point because, like, I remember seeing a Facebook post and, you know, I, I love apples, big apple eater. Um, but I remember somebody saying, like, make sure you look on the labels of your apples because some are branded. Like, if the number was, like, four. Then it's non it's GMO. It's GMO. And if it's nine. If it's nine, it's organic or, yeah, yeah organic rates. I've heard about that. I don't know how true it is. I haven't done... I mean, I, I've done the fake research, like the Google research, right. but I haven't heard anything from a substantial organization to kind of back it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it's not necessarily true. There's right. a lot of things are always mm -hmm. hidden from us as consumers. I would say just think smart. Like go to a grocery store or go to somewhere where you know nine times out of ten it's going to be organic. Right. Yeah. Because that's what I was going to ask. Like, where do you guys go shopping or do you still do the, the normal shopping at places where you know shop rights and you know path marks or do you guys go to like the uh trader joe's and whole foods mm. because yeah. a lot of people have the conception that okay well trader joe's they promote organic stuff whole foods is organic so i'm gonna just go there but it seems to be in this day and age a mass produce and production mm -hmm. of organic food quote unquote so what's your take on that um, I would say you can you can find food, vegan food anywhere, mm -hmm. and I'm mm -hmm. like, also I feel like it's the the whole organic thing is super important to me too. But I feel like it's it's important not to confuse it with veganism, because then people because you can find pro produce that's local and not necessarily because it's very very expensive for farmers for vegetable and fruit farmers to get their organic label. 
So sometimes they may not be using GMO and they may not be using pesticides and it's local and it's almost organic. So I feel like it's important to just know where your food comes from right. and not fixate so much on those labels, labels. but it can, it can definitely help. But, and also another thing is for me, it's, that is super important. That whole idea that being vegan has to be expensive and being healthy has to be expensive. And it's definitely what I thought in the beginning. And, right. and I'm not going to lie. The first time I went grocery shopping and really wanted to buy fruits and vegetables and all that, I had no idea what I was doing. And I looked at my, my, you know, I looked at how much it cost me and I was shocked because it was so expensive. And then I learned how to shop the smart way to compare prices, to know where you're going, to know that in certain, in certain areas, you know, it's, it's a lot more expensive to mm. buy certain foods and then just to buy seasonal local mm. things like that so you can save a lot of money and then if you if you just focus on the right staple foods say beans other legumes grains it can actually be a lot less expensive than eating meat gotcha gotcha uh as we wrap up our conversation first of all it was a wonderful conversation i learned a lot Let me just i learned that. a lot too hopefully we change our lifestyles a little bit Lindsay's still on the fence about that clearly i'm not on the fence i'm j I, like she's I do not ready she's hard ahead yeah no well it's i think it's more like the food part i can experiment with it's the lifestyle part that i'm not ready for I but that's that. okay yeah and you can you can just start with whatever you feel ready for like i had a friend she said i i get it but i'm just not there yet and i said why don't you do vegan for breakfast or vegan one day a week right. you know no, that's, what that's I the thing is it would have to be every other meal because breakfast is my <laughs> my favorite I well then just do, do yeah, lunch no. you know whatever yeah. or try it for a week you know mm -hmm. and just not be too hard on yourself and just take i always say applaud every single step mm -hmm. and then just take and it from also, there like i think earlier on in the conversation you said something about the taste of things and like you taste palate yeah i wouldn't necessarily say to start off this way but a lot of people also end up needing to like just clean themselves out anyway. So this is just something that I throw out there. Like you might want to do like a, a juice fast or mm. a smoothie fast yeah. or mm. just some type Those of cleanse. Well. Mm -hmm. This way, like you could kind of try to retrain your taste buds so that at the end of a fast, not to starve yourself and lose weight, but just to kind of have your body begging for a certain vital nutrients that mm. normally you wouldn't eat. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And it only takes about 10 to 15 days for your taste buds to completely change. Mm. So if there's a food you don't like, like I didn't like most fruits and vegetables, and then you just take it, you eat a little bit of it every day, and then you actually end up loving it, not only liking it, but loving it. Right. Yeah, I so hated yeah. avocado and guacamole. I God. couldn't do it. I love guacamole. I Me hate too. But now, I hated guacamole. <laughs> like now but it's like any version of, of that 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 fruit isn't my best friend. I'm like, you can slice it, dice it, chop it up, <laughs> smash it, add stuff, take it out. I don't care. I'll eat it. Like mm -hmm. that's how it is. But it happened over time. Right. Mm. Cause y'all, uh, I want to know. Could you, could you, uh, you feel like you can marry somebody or be with somebody that's not vegan? And mm. do you want to raise your Kim? I don't know if you're a mother, but <laughs> no. you want to raise. Okay, well, <laughs> the time is right. Are you raising your your children to be? vegan because I know um, a lot of people say you know those early years you want to make sure your kids get the nutrients and they they'll give them meat yeah. and stuff but you know how, how do you how do you guys feel about being moms sooner <laughs> in, in life and also marrying people who are not um vegan? about marrying and dating I would say I it's I always think of it this way being vegan is a state of mind it's not a character trait 
Gotcha. So I feel like if I were to limit myself to only vegan men, <laughs> it'd be very, very limited. Right. So I feel like any person at the right point of their, you know, or at, with the right state of mind and a right point of their life and with the right kind of information will go vegan. Okay. That's my, that's actually my belief, but it have, they have to be ready for it and they, they have to have all the information. Are you going to be preaching? Are you? Would you preach them? Like, cause you know how some vegans are very no, 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 no. And I feel like save the animals. Well, is it is it going to be similar to like if somebody needs their future husband or wife to convert to being Jewish or Muslim? Is it similar in that sense? It's not about that. I just my belief is just that if you just give them enough time and information, they'll just find it on their own. I never pressure anyone, Mm -hmm. and but they always end up going vegan anyways. It's never, and, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know. Like, even the people in my life who aren't vegan, they're still very curious about it. They're still trying to make an effort. It's like something where everyone kind of, like, you know you're not supposed to curse. Yeah. But right. you kind of do it anyway. <laughs> right. But then you just right. don't do it at the wrong places, mm-hmm. at the wrong times, and then around certain people. So it's kind of one of those things where, like, when you get older, you're probably going to be like, uh-uh, stop that cussing, even though you used to cuss. Right. So I feel like I have family members who are like that, who, like, they're, all their hands are kind of in it, it's around them. You kind of know this is what you want to do, what you should or shouldn't be doing, or what might or might be healthier for you. And if you're around someone whose lifestyle is like that, and it's because of love, and because you guys have so many other things in alignment, it's going to eventually sync up. Right, mm-hmm. okay. And you guys want to raise your children I, to be vegan? Well, I don't want children, but if I, okay. if I wanted them, then definitely vegan. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends who are vegan moms, and right. their kids are super healthy, and. Mm. Yeah. So what I found out, um, I have a younger cousin of mine who is, um, he's he hasn't eaten meat a day in his life since he was born. He's mm. about 16 years old now, and his mom, my aunt, is um, very into the meat. Like she has more meat on her plate than any type of fruit or vegetable, right. and so she learned about things that she could create for him just because when he was born, he rejected it naturally. And then as he got older, he was like, wait, isn't this a chicken? Isn't this this? I don't want this. Like, no, I don't, like, I'm not eating right, this. Yeah. Like, what is an oxtail? Is this actually an oxtail? No, I don't want this. Smart like, pig. And mm-hmm. he's fine. He's happily, happy, and this is his decision. My belief is that, or the reason why I'm saying it is that I haven't met m- many kids who have been raised as vegan, who tend to miss it or want it. It's always kind of been their decision once Mm, they've gotten to an age where they can make the decision. I feel like I want to raise my child during my pregnancy vegan because I'm not going to consume, you know, the meat, the dairy, whatever. And once I have them, I'm going to continue them vegan. And if they decide that they want to go eat something Mm. else outside of my house, sure, go ahead. Do that outside of my house. Right. Don't here. bring it in my house. Gotcha. Because I don't want to be the parent to tell them, like, this. you have to live my life because I know what's better for you. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I don't think I'm going to get much pushback because I feel like a child naturally, especially mm-hmm. if they're born like that and if they're raised like that, they're going to say, okay, well, this seems to make the most sense. It's the most humane, and I'm not missing anything because by the time I have kids, we're probably going to have substitute everything and and it's also about like giving children a choice and i feel like nowadays i mean i didn't have a choice i didn't choose to be raised with meat and i was um my mom likes she sometimes takes care of little kids and there was this one four-year-old boy and um 
I asked him and I said, do you like vegetables? And he said, yeah, I no." He said, actually, he said, no, I don't. I love meat. And I said, but you know that vegetables make you strong. And he's like, so does meat. Mm. And I, mm. I showed him, he's four years old, and I showed him a picture of a cow. <laughs> and I said, do you know what this is? And he says, that's a cow. And I said, do you love cows? Do you like cows? And he says, I love cows. And then I said, do you know that that is meat? And he started laughing. And he's like, no, it's not. And he said, you're being silly. Stop it. And it's just like, Dang. I feel like it's not giving your children a a choice if they don't even know they have a yeah, choice. Yeah, they don't have the information. You know, and I feel like ch we underestimate children. It's, sometimes people say, don't don't talk to children about veganism. Like, they're too young. And I'm like, they're they're smart. <laughs> they'll right, understand. Yeah. You know, if you find the right words to explain it, you know, they'll understand. And the thing is, when I was a kid, I wasn't a meat eater. Like, I ate certain things because it was tradition or I really liked them. But a lot of the other things that my family members ate, I just couldn't get into. And I wasn't someone who had to have chicken at every meal. I, I didn't like turkey <laughs> during Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't, like, I wasn't that person. I was like, I liked what I liked and then most other things I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, out of habit and just being in high school, I kind of just ate the fast foods and did whatever. I was a dancer. I was working it off. I was like, I don't give a hell anyway. And then now, full circle, I don't even eat meat anymore so I think ultimately like when we're younger we're already deciding and making mm -hmm. all these decisions for us ourselves that we may not hold on to but ultimately we're going to go back to anyway right. Mm -hmm. all right real quick before we get out of here um thank you guys by the way but one thing that you you may miss or when you see you go man I, shit I remember that I, <laughs> you used to love that you know that that was my meal of choice but one thing that you miss uh, you question. know that you have continued like that you've ended your journey with me and started a new journey in veganism for me the three things I thought I was going to miss and I do still miss but you can actually find vegan versions mm -hmm. sushi mm. Um, lattes but obviously you can have soy lattes right, yeah. almond milk and mozzarella sticks mm. but mm. if you that. if you go to Champs in, in Williamsburg or actually in Bushwick I think um, they have amazing vegan mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Okay. So you can, f you, you do miss, I'm not going to lie, you do miss a lot of things. Yeah, sure. But you can find vegan versions of all the things you miss. I have a different experience. I don't miss anything. A lot. <laughs> because the things, like I said, I wasn't really a meat person yeah. when right. I was younger. And then the things that I did, like, they luckily were popular things, so there there have been substitutes. So. I was the cheese was the hardest thing for me to yeah. let go. If yeah. that makes sorry, if that makes any like you know, I couldn't. I was like so scared at first because I think in my third year mark when I was making the decision to not be raw anymore, I was gonna do pasta, and I was like, wait, I can't do pasta because of the cheese. <laughs> right. So I had to have my journey with cheese. So if anything, I would say like it's been a blessing to find that cashew cheese has replaced my need, mm. my texture for for cheese. Gotcha. But yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. For me, it's. Hot wings. Hot wings? Oh, man. <laughs> but I did actually, there was this place in Jersey City. Yeah. And I had, uh, like, the the, the the buffalo chicken kind of yeah. chicken, quote, unquote. And it was, yo, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I was very skeptical on it at first. But it was like, the, it was like hot nuggets. Yeah. Where did you go? The it, I, f it, I forgot the name. The Damn. very best place City. on earth to find those foods is in Harlem, Seasoned Vegan. It's the first full that's service. The, that's it. That's the joint that uh, John Sally told me about. It's the like best. I vegan. have tried vegan restaurants all over. That is 
hands down, right the down. best place. I like place. the buffalo wings from Red Bamboo. Red Bamboo. And V Spot is like the same texture and the V Spot. I am going to try yeah. this downtown weekend. Brooklyn. Downtown Brooklyn. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Though I like those. I'm on the lower cat. She's fancy with it. But you I'm are not fancy. Saying. You are fancy. I like. What well, it depends because seasoned vegan is like it's soul food. It's like right. vegan yeah. soul food, and it's in. But they also have a fully raw menu. Okay. And but it's and it's a family owned business and Black it's one. they just have the mm-hmm. most inspiring story. Like they went vegan almost thirty years ago and no mm-hmm. one in their neighborhood was vegan. Right. And the mom's from Louisiana and so she had to create food that her children would like. Wow. And they were her critics <laughs> kind right. of so she spent years and years and years perfecting, perfecting it with the seasoning, so that's why it's called seasoned Season vegan. vegan. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's the some of the best vegan food you'll and find. if you ever crave shrimp there's a good spot called Loving Hut in on Bushwick Avenue. Yeah, that one's good. I like their, their I shrimp like it, there. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Lizzie, we're gonna try. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna eat. V, uh, go to V Spot this weekend actually, and okay. I'll give you the critique. See if it's popping or not. Yeah, let me. And know. um, we'll do. <laughs> it's like, yeah, tell <laughs> me about it. Their Parmesan um, hero. Try that too at V Spot. That tends to be okay. consistently good. I heard the Jamaican empanadas were amazing. I don't. I haven't eaten much from the menu because I like. I'm a type of person when I like it, I like it. I go back. Gotcha, and I get it. Me too. I do the same thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll try. I'll let you guys know. Okay. Um, first of all, this is a wonderful conversation. I thank you guys for educating us. Um, got a lot to think about on this yeah. journey. Uh, I don't want to pass out, so mm-hmm. I got to get some recipes early in there and try to because i always want to do it but i always want to say you know because the biggest misconception is that it's too pricey and um you know i think i'm about ready to make that commitment so we'll see (laughs) i I keep you guys posted it's gonna be a journey yeah start slow like she said yes start slow start slow so uh before we get out of here we're gonna let you guys i want want you to talk about the the vegan challenge yeah uh, yeah yeah so basically, the, the Vegan Reset is a 28-day program, and it's a social mission program. So it's um, 50% of all profits go to vegan charities. Nice. Um, one of the charities we work with is Chili's on Wheels, and they feed vegan food to homeless people wow. in Tompkins Square Park, but also all over the country. And um, it's by an amazing mom and son duo who um, started it when he was four years old, Aww. and he was born and raised vegan, and they're just some of the most amazing people. And then um, we also work with um, Rebel. It's by a vegan boxer called Omawale. Mm-hmm. And he works with kids after school, teaching them about veganism, self-defense, stuff like that. And um, basically, if people sign up on veganreset.com, they, can, they get a 28-day program with meal plans, daily lessons, group support, and just basically teaching them the basics of veganism step-by-step. Step. There's no pressure, so people can just try it and then see if they like it. And yeah, nice. So you could join that. I'll, yeah. I, you know what? Let's <laughs> let's make the commitment here. Cool. For real, I, I will. I will research. I'll, when when <laughs> I get a, to this it, this is big. I'm going to. It's I, recorded. It is recorded, okay. but you know, I stand by my word. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna look it up, look up what what we can do, and then make the the conscious effort to step Great. forward in this lifestyle. Because I mean, I truly want to do it. So. I'm gonna Yay. take take make the effort. We're making the effort. Making the effort. <laughs> uh, Miss Andrea, yes. where can people find you, and what do you have coming up next? We know power, <laughs> okay. Um, but what, what what do you have coming up in addition? Um, in addition to power and HBO's The Juice, I have um, May 10th. Yeah, May 10th, um, a web series that I have. Um, I 
producer on the project. It's nice. coming yeah. to YouTube. Is you know, <laughs> slow, but yeah, that's out. It's called Lies and Loyalty, and I have another short film called Trending, and that just went into the whole Holly Shorts. Um, film festival in Los Angeles. So Congratulations. It was in the Chinese theater. Yes. Hey. So I was excited about that. Shout out to Kawana and Chad and Stacy and Michael Boogie Pickney. They're people on the project. And um, yeah, those are the two things I have. You can catch me on Instagram. I am Andrea Rachel, A-N-D-R-E-A-R-A-C-H-E-L. <laughs> you're not real name, but it's Stop all right. Stop saying that. I'm sorry. If you have people walk down the street saying, shiny, <laughs> I'm going to hunt you down, all right? Uh-oh. Don't see me and call me <laughs> anything other than Andrea. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's where you can find me on my snap. It's Lady Andy, so it's L-A-D-double-I. Hyphen A N D double I. All right. Yeah. Uh, Kim, where can they find you? On Instagram mostly, bro- at Brussels Vegan, at Vesta Vegan, at Vegan Reset, and at Vegan Challenge. So many pages, and they're, yeah. s- they're all <laughs> popping. So I'm going to follow all of them. Awesome. Um, Lindsay, as always, this was wonderful. Yes. Change your lifestyle. <laughs> nah, we're going to start slow. You know what? We should document a, a, just a, a, a time where we're just changing. Our lifestyle, step by step. We ain't gonna go full Monty yet, but we'll go step by step. It's all right. We'll take step by step. She's not ready. I can see that. She's not ready. She's like, I'm really about to go get a burger. burger (laughs) Yeah. See, I told you. I I knew it. I said I can see that she. But you know what? It's like I think you're not ready to do it all the way. But what if like one one meal, one meal a week? We gonna we gonna go step by step. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she's about to go slam her face into a burger right now. She's been talking no, about not. a burger for the last two hours. But I, I do want to try something like that where I would do, you know, like once a week or one day out of the week. Yeah. Doing a whole vegan, you know, but I want to do also different things like as far as, you know, the makeup product. Mm-hmm. I would love to look into that, but it's yeah. tough because my hair is unmanageable at all times. So I'm trying to figure out. I'm try- I just got onto, I finally just found the perfect products. Now <laughs> for my hair, and it's taken me what 26 years, so now I gotta figure out a whole <laughs> new set of mine. So I do want to make some changes for sure, but definitely not ready for the full thing yet. That's so okay, that's very, okay, very, yeah. Very, very strong cases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll legit with y'all, y'all. Yeah. All right, you I hate you guys, you're eating <laughs> Where can right? I find you? Uh, they can find me at lindsayindia.com and lindsayindia, L I N D S E Y I N D I A on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Yep. You can find me at it's Jamir, I-T-S-J-A-M-E-E-R, um, on Twitter and Instagram. And, um, again, <laughs> for your ladies all over 40 and feeling frisky, <laughs> right? You can find me on Facebook at Jameer Pond, and uh, I will respond to you. As always, this has been the Play Cousins Podcast. Uh, we encourage you to, you know, be healthy. Whatever way you see fit, you don't got to be all vegan, but clearly... We, uh, we're trying to drop gems for our people out there that want to stay healthy and um, want to change their lifestyles and, you know, just want to live a little more healthier. That's all we're trying to do. Introduce another uh, uh, topic on the table, another option on the table for you to eat, all right? Yes. And anyone struggling with diabetes, just since we're talking on the topic of health, look up the documentary Fed Up. Um, for diabetes? Yeah, also for di- Fed Up, but sugar. also, yeah. It tells you the, the sugar content. That's okay going on so Fed yeah up and, and forks over knives and what the hell what the hell
Oh my. Yeah. Dang, that was a really important episode about sugar. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to Play Cousins. We out. Until next week. Peace.